Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Delighted you've joined us right off the top at 6 o'clock for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yay. Yay. I'll tell you what, we got the A-team in place, and we are ready to go. Yes, we are. Our top stories we'll be covering this morning include Mexico's president rejecting trump's border wall plans and today is nasa's day of remembrance we'll have all the details coming up in one minute and from the wall to immigration and refugees trump first or third full work day i don't know it's just like drinking from a fire hose we'll try to sort (laughs) it all out next on good morning orlando I remember how to do this, but uh, good Thursday morning at 6.02 on News Radio 102.5. Mexico's president is adamant that his country will not pay for President Trump's border wall. Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto said Mexico does not believe in building walls. He also said all Mexican consulates in the United States will be sanctuaries for Mexican citizens. President Trump took the first step, though, toward building the wall along the border with Mexico by signing an executive order that directs existing federal resources towards the construction. A second executive order takes aim at stripping money from states and sanctuary cities that shelter illegal immigrants. As a result, a senior Your official says Mexico's president is considering canceling next week's visit to Washington following President Donald Trump's order to begin building the wall between the two countries. These executive orders will be the hottest topic in all three hours a day. And, of course, we will be taking calls and text feedback from the smartest audience in talk radio. Oh, this news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Plenty more going on, of course, but congressional Republicans are about to find out whether Donald Trump can stay focused on their goals in his first appearance before them as president. Trump will speak today to House and Senate GOP lawmakers meeting in Philadelphia for their annual policy retreat. Despite a rocky start to Trump's administration, many lawmakers remain optimistic that the prospect of the work they can do together. A lot of folks, though, still just can't get used to the idea of President Donald Trump they're talking about maybe 10,000 protesters in Philly today, Deb. Wow. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. And, of course, if there's uh, any anarchy, we'll bring that to you. Of course. And keep you up to Of yes. course. We keep yeah. a watch on all anarchy. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. We do. Our Starting with right here. Absolutely. Yes. Chaos and anarchy. Yeah. Go ahead. Are what us. A, you know, you're doing rather well. Thanks. Now, so if you had any doubts, I'm, I think you're all right. We may bring you back tomorrow. Oh, right. <laughs> Don't tease me now. Back here in the Sunshine State, Governor Rick Scott wants $618 million in tax cuts in the coming year. During stops in three Florida cities, Scott pushed a tax cut package. He's asking the Florida Republican-controlled Florida legislature to pass this spring. See what just happened, bud? See what just happened? Uh, You're slipping now. Come on, uh, you can do this. I might have to take another week or so off. Stop it. Okay. Scott's $618 million tax cut package includes a proposal to cut by 25% the sales taxes charged on commercial rents. Other tax cuts, though, Scott is proposing include a 10-day back-to-school sales tax holiday. Last year, it was only three days. Not only that, but he's also proposing a three-day sales tax holiday for military veterans. He also wants to eliminate sales taxes charged on college textbooks. Scott maintains the tax cuts will help businesses create jobs. 
A relic from America's first space tragedy is finally going on display this week, 50 years after a fire on the launch pad killed three astronauts. The scorched Apollo 1 capsule remains locked away in storage, but NASA is offering visitors at the Kennedy Space Center a look at the most symbolic part. It's the hatch that trapped Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee in their burning spacecraft on January 27, 1967. The new exhibit opens Friday on the 50th anniversary, but NASA's Kennedy Space Center will pay tribute to the crews of Apollo 1 and the Space Shuttle's Challenger and Columbia, as well as other NASA colleagues during the Day of Remembrance, which will be held today, January 26. A lot of speakers, presentations, a video of different uh, astronauts who've given their all over the last 50, 60 years Mm. to keep America's space program running. Yeah, the Apollo 1 fire, the Challenger disaster, and the loss of Columbia on reentry, all on the calendar occur within one week, and it's a very, very difficult week. Uh, for Americans, but particularly for all of our friends out at NASA, and you are in our hearts. Yeah, and for, of course, Central Florida, being that the Space Coast is, you know, a, hopping to skip out our back door. Absolutely. Finally, actress Mary Tyler Moore is dead at the age of 80. You might just make it after all. Yeah, she'd suffered from a number of health issues since she had brain surgery a few years ago, including suffering from diabetes. Moore is perhaps best known for the sitcom The Mary Tyler Moore Show, which debuted in 1970. She won multiple Emmys for her role as TV news producer and independent working girl Mary Richards. Earlier, she'd won multiple Emmys for her role as Laura Petrie on The Dick Van Dyke Show. Petrie, Petrie, you're not Petrie. old enough to remember that. Yes. I'll help you with that Okay, one. thank you. Guarantee you, thank Petrie. You. But she was great. America's sweetheart. Gone at 80, and and everyone has had such wonderful, glowing things to say about Mary Tyler Moore. They really have, and especially for someone who's sitting in my chair. She really made it possible. Yeah, yeah, she was great, and uh, in in, in just so many ways, and and it's too bad. Diabetes 1 just ravaged her. She was blind or close to it at the end. Very sad. And did you know that the opening scene of the Mary Tyler Moore show, that hat she throws into the air, Mm -hmm. that was actually a gift from her aunt? And that was a recommendation of the director of the opening credits of the show. They said it was so cold in downtown Minneapolis that day that words couldn't be formed. Your mouth could barely form a smile. And he recommended her throwing the tam in the air. And, of course, that's the money shot. That's in the, the money uh, shot. It's right. been immortalized every... in bronze in um, a statue in downtown right. Minneapolis. That's right. Absolutely right, Deb. Yeah. yeah. Yep. More on Mary Tyler Moore. And, by the way, Dr. Kronhaus and his house call in our uh, 8 o'clock hour here is going to talk about diabetes and, and the kind that she had and what it does to people and uh, how you deal with it. It's, it's coming up on a house call. All right. And that's a very important topic as millions of Americans, of course, suffer from diabetes. Nothing to be underestimated right now. WFLA News Time at 6.08. Watch as a train smashes a FedEx truck. You can enjoy it because nobody gets hurt. Whew. At 1025WFLA.com, the first hour of full prescription strength. Good morning, Orlando, (laughs) starts now. (laughs) News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Debbie, you sound great. You look great. It is so wonderful to have you back. Thanks to Alan Spector for handling the news while you were away. I know you were felled by this awful flu. Something similar got me a little earlier. I hope you had an opportunity to enjoy your vacation. I did, but, you know, speaking of that, that should be also something maybe to talk to Dr. K about later on this morning because they're saying the numbers of flu cases are increasing 
quite a lot here in Central Florida. Uh, and don't say that. I know, but, you know, it took me suffering from the flu to remember yeah. t- why people die from it. I mean, I, it's the sickest I've been in decades. Oh, yeah, decades. I felt the same way. I was so sick. I am terrified. Yeah, well, get your flu shot then. That will help you out. But you thank you, bud. Stay on the other side of the bulletproof, germ-proof glass in that control room, Yaffe. You may be all right. <laughs> I'm going to come lick s- this side of his face. You are so nasty. The scientists sound on that theory, but okay. <laughs> all right, Deb, we'll catch you at the bottom of the hour whenever news breaks. It's the Bud Man and the Deb Meister with you this morning on Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedWrittenOffer.com. Coming to you on double, News Radio 1025 WFLA FM, still on AM 540 and nationwide on iHeartRadio. The Deb Meister, Yaffe in the control room and screening calls this morning. Bryce is back. 407 916 5400, toll free. Uh, no, I'm not doing toll free. I'm doing text line 23680. Okay, I'm so flustered the Deb Meister's back here. I'm telling you what, I'm just, I'm just all for Klimt. As they say. And you're late for a break. Really late. <laughs> we'll get into this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. The wall was the big one, the one that really put Donald Trump on the map in the presidential campaign when he said this I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. And so yesterday, he visited Department of Homeland Security and signed an executive order, and here's what he said on Wednesday. The Secretary of Homeland Security, working with myself and my staff, will begin immediate construction of a border wall. President Ron to say that we're going to take back control of our borders taking steps immediately to plan, design, and construct a physical wall along the southern border to achieve complete operational control of the southern border. Uh, He reiterated that Mexico will pay for the wall. As Deb told you, the president of Mexico said ain't happening. But Trump continued, saying, I am telling you there will be a payment. We're going to use federal funds to build it and then get reimbursed by Mexico. It'll be in, in a form, perhaps a complicated form, he says, He says, because ultimately this is good for both countries, stabilizing the border. It will actually be good for Mexico as well as the United States. You know, he's the master of the art of the deal, as we know. So uh, don't sell him short on that. We will be following it closely. Now, then there were the immigration orders. Uh, One is cracking down on sanctuary cities. They're going to put the hammer down on, you know, the likes of Chicago and San Francisco and New York and many, many others around here that harbor illegal aliens and will not cooperate with federal law and with the feds to ferret these people out and send them back where they came from. Trump says, if you're playing that game, we are going to strip federal grant money away from you. And um, he's going to put the pressure down on him. His enforcement priorities with immigration, he's setting up a deportation force, 5,000 additional border agency wants, and he wants 10,000 Immigration officers added here with training to find illegal aliens in this country involved in criminal activity. And that will be the first priority to find them and send them out and then proceed to other categories from there. This is heavy duty stuff. And oh, by the way, a crackdown on taking refugees from the Middle East may come down in the form of an executive order today. We have some reporting on that. But I like what I see, and um, I'm, I'm excited about this because, you know what, 
I'm a guy who never wants to promise what he can't deliver. And it drives me nuts when people do that. And people do it all the time. This president didn't take long, did he, to get about the business of getting the wall built and dealing with illegal immigration. Uh, I'm on fire about what happened in the third full workday of this unbelievably indefatigable and energetic President Donald Trump. What's your reaction to it all? As I say, it's overwhelming. It really is like drinking from a fire hose, isn't it? Wow. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Do you share my enthusiasm or not? So, Yaffe, you're monitoring our text line at 23680, and the very, very first text came in was short and sweet on the wall, right? And it says, uh, I love it. That's it. That's all that really needs to be said, I think. Let's go to Matt and see what he's thinking out in Lake County. Good morning to you, Matt. Welcome on board. You're with the Bud Man from Claremont. Yeah, I'm really excited about his agenda. Everything he says is just, I mean, it's just a dream come true. He wants to build the wall, and I'm all for it. And the, and the wall can be built. And it, it, it reduced the crime in the fence that we already have, the 600 miles of fence. There, but I looked at the crime numbers on there. There's like 7,000 people who have been murdered by illegals in the border states, including New York and Oh, Florida. it's awful. I mean, it's, it's a wall that protects against crime drugs and terrorism we're a sovereign nation and so is mexico you know and they're ravaged by a drug trade there and you know if we make it real hard for them to get that stuff into the country maybe some of that stuff will go elsewhere away from mexico all to the benefit down there i have an idea that trump's going to find a way to get mexico to pay for this thing don't you yeah i do but in that 2011 crime report, it said Florida had almost like 1,762 people who were illegals in prison for murder. That's like 14% of our murderers. That's like one a week in Florida. Yeah, That's thank you. One or even two a week. Yeah, it's a real problem, Matt. And yesterday, you know, Donald Trump surrounded himself at one point with the families of, um, of people, American citizens, who had been murdered by illegal aliens who never should have been in our country. Um, by the way, um, the Huffington Post, no friend of, uh, of Donald Trump, claimed to have a draft of Trump's upcoming executive order, could come down today, um, uh, slamming the door on, um, on, on immigration from these largely Muslim countries, that he will call for blocking refugee admissions from war-torn Syria indefinitely and suspend refugee admissions from all countries for four months, 120 days and um, and, and there will be more as well. We'll see how that all comes down. Yaffe, on the big executive orders yesterday, you watched him come down. What are you thinking this morning? Well, I, I liked what the last caller said, too. The wall can be built. You know, we heard that excuse for so long. It can't be done. It can't be done. And Trump comes in. He's been in less than a week, and he's saying it can be done, and it will be done. And you know what? Walls work. So let's get it done. I'm, I'm excited about it. They do work. You're absolutely right, you know, and uh, I mean, other countries, other countries around the world that protect their borders and they don't get any flack, but we were not allowed to protect our borders. No, no, Does that make sense? I couldn't agree with you more. And um, it's awesome. And that was a huge campaign promise that he was just mocked for. But it really began to galvanize support for Donald Trump when he came out with that in 2015. Oh, yeah. And and I think, you know, a, a lot of us who been been a little wary because he seems to have softened up or backed away on a few things he promised this was a centerpiece of his successful campaign for president and bang 
on his third full work day, he pays off. You got to love that. And that's why a lot of people liked him and like him because he he's a man to get things done. He and that's what certainly people is. think the country needs. So good. Don't worry. We're going to be talking more about this and taking your calls and texts in our 7 and 8 o'clock hours as well because this is big stuff as we continue to drink from the Trump fire hose. <laughs> it's like on full blast. Man, oh, man. Right now, Deb's back, and she has our bottom of the hour news update, and we begin with uh, the news of this annual somber day in which all Americans remember our fallen astronauts. Deb? Yes, and that is taking place today at the Kennedy Space Center. But tomorrow, NASA will take the wraps off a special tribute to the astronauts of Apollo 1, who lost their lives in a launch pad test fire. NASA and the families of the Apollo 1 astronauts um, have talked over the last couple of years and uh, really want their accomplishments and the sacrifices that were made uh, January 27, 1967, to be permanently honored with a tribute that is open to the public. NASA spokesman Mike Curie says the tribute is part of the Saturn V exhibit, and tomorrow is when the public gets his first look at it. Tomorrow also marks the 50th anniversary of the accident that cost the crew their lives. But NASA's Kennedy Space Center will pay tribute to the crews of Apollo 1, as well as the space shuttle crews of Challenger and Columbia, as well as other NASA colleagues, during their Day of Remembrance, which is taking place today, January 26th. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Miami mother is distraught and outraged after the daughter she lost her foster care killed herself on Facebook Live. Gina Alexis, the mother of 14-year-old Nakia Venant, publicly grieved her daughter at a press conference with attorneys yesterday and voiced her dismay of how she learned of her daughter's suicide on social media. I have trusted Florida foster care people to care for my baby. Instead, she killed herself on Facebook. Children's rights lawyer Howard Tannenfeld says the girl's death sends a message that people need to listen to. And that's the message that we need to take a very good look at Florida's failed system of privatization. We have failed. We are not helping our children in this state. The 14-year-old girl broadcast footage of her hanging herself on Monday morning. The girl's foster parents were sleeping at the time. Tallenfeld says the teen suicide is just one of many within Florida's foster care system. He said it highlights the problems with the system and its failings. The Department of Children and Families yesterday announced the girl was the victim of sexual abuse shortly after being placed in the foster care system as a child and suffered mental illness. Anyone experiencing thoughts of hurting themselves is encouraged to call the National Suicide Hotline hotline at 800-273-TALK. Meanwhile, the Miami-Dade School superintendent is taking the social media suicide of 14-year-old Nakia Venant personally. Superintendent Alberto Cavallo said in a statement yesterday he was, quote, devastated and angered that the promising life of this precious child met such a tragic and disturbing ending. Carvalho remembered the girl as a stellar student who fell through the cracks. On his Twitter account, he called on social media platforms to play a bigger role in combating cyber bullying. WFLA News Time 636. I'm Deborah Roberts, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Deb, thank you so much and wonderful to have you back with us here on Good Morning Orlando. And always wonderful to have Adrian Mitchell with us with the Bloomberg Business Report as she uh, uh, joins us this week uh, in Gina Cervetti's stead. 
And Adrian, welcome from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York. And can I say right off the top, you said yesterday, you know what? That might be the day that the Dow Jones Industrial Average cracks 20,000. You nailed it. I did. But, I, you know, I have help from the people who get paid to have a crystal ball and figure out what's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, 20K day, big deal. Still feeling the afterglow, everybody talking about it. But Wall Street might just want to take a rest. Those uh, same crystal balls are predicting a kind of a quiet open. S&P futures up just about a point now. Dow futures up 33 after Wednesday's rally, which was led by bank stocks. We're going to get lots more earnings again today. Caterpillar, Ford, Comcast, Starbucks, Microsoft. And Alphabet, if you've been paying attention, that's actually Google, mm-hmm. all among the companies reporting fourth quarter results. So we'll have a lot to uh, to look at today. Take us inside the Bloomberg newsroom. I mean, you folks, I mean, you're all about business and you follow stocks and everything else. I mean, do people jump up and cheer when you crack 20,000? Well, or, you know, or it's kind of like being in a sports bar during a big game. Really? You know? <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I you know, that. all the TVs are on. Everybody knows <laughs> what's happening. You know, we can't really sit and stare at them, right, because we're all doing our jobs and we're all talking to folks like you. But definitely there's, you know, there's that crackle in the air for sure. Very cool. You know what? You've got a, a couple of reports on, on the changing way in which people get around, rides for hire. Let's talk about the latest from Uber and Lyft. Yes, Uber is now business travelers' most expensed item. And it took the crown from Starbucks. The person, uh, people telling us this is are certified. Mm. They're a company that makes um, software that helps company keep track of, of travelers' business expenses. Okay. And Certify now says 52% of ground transportation expenses were for Uber taxis. Now only 11%. It was 37% just in 2014. So taxis really struggling against Uber and Lyft. And Lyft, the number two ride-hailing company, is saying it will increase the number of cities it serves from 200 to 300 by the end of this year. And it's also cutting fares by about 1% nationwide. And there's no word from Uber yet as to whether it will follow suit with the fare cuts. You know, I've always liked Arby's, but I've always felt that they were struggling. But until recently, it seems like things are going better. Maybe there's something to that great ad campaign of theirs, (laughs) we have the meats. (laughs) What's going on with Arby's? uh, They do. They have a a lot of the meats, a lot of different meats that you don't see at some other fast food places. The menu at some Arby's now includes, you know, not only the roast beef sandwich, which, you know, people go there for, but brisket, pork belly. Some of them even have venison. How about that? Yeah. I don't know if I'd be brave enough to try that. But Arby's has some good news. It says uh, same store sales increased almost 4% in 2016 and ended the year with a 25th straight quarter of rising sales. And the nation's restaurant news is telling us that for the first time in eight years, Arby's actually opened more locations than it closed last year. How about that? Good stuff as always. Adrian Mitchell um, in for Gina with our Bloomberg Business Report. Happy Friday Eve, as Gina always says. We'll catch you tomorrow morning, okay? You bet. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, the Budman here with Yaffe in the control room and Bryce as well. We're going to delve into the Budman's Florida file here in a moment. And uh, in there, we will find details on Governor Scott's proposed $600 million tax cut. And we will find more as well. So stay with me and we'll pry open the Florida file in just a second. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you. In fact, in, uh, well, not a second, but uh, in just two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Type 1 diabetes is what we're talking about there. That's the really rough one. But, you know, um, type 2 diabetes that a lot of folks have, my wife deals with that as well, can cause some serious health problems. Dr. Kronhaus on all of that on the house call at 20 after 8. You won't want to miss it. 
So from the Florida file right now, normally when you get the governor of the state pitching a $600 million tax cut, that would be the lead, wouldn't it? But it's not for me. I love this. Um, Florida Congressman Republican Vern Buchanan, who sits on the U.S. House Budget and Ways and Means Committee, is introducing a bill to ban all congressional pay raises until Congress balances the budget. That's big stuff. He calls it his No Pay Raise for Congress Act. And he says, you know what? Successful businesses don't reward an employee who fails to do their job. The same common sense must be used in Washington, Buchanan says. Members of Congress should not be eligible for pay raises if they cannot fulfill one of their most basic responsibilities. I like that. He's been a leading proponent in his six years in Congress, Vern Buchanan, Republican from Florida, for a balanced budget amendment to be inserted into the Constitution. No congressional pay raises, fellow members of the House and Senate, until you do what you're supposed to do, be fiscally responsible and balance the federal budget, Yaffe. You know, I, I was just thinking about this. I love this plan, by the way. I think it's great. But you know what would be even better? If the percentage of the deficit towards the budget, you know, how much the deficit is a percentage of the budget, okay. should be how much of a percentage they should lose from their salary every year. Ooh, dock them. Yeah. Oh, Yaffe, you're tough. <laughs> Yaffe no. for Congress. Let's I, get him in there. I like that. <laughs> Good stuff. So, Governor Rick Scott toured um, three Florida cities. Uh, we were not on the list here in Orlando yesterday, pitching his plan to um, the Florida legislature to slash uh, taxes by $618 million in the coming year. Um, it's his fighting for Florida's future tax cut package. Most of this would be uh, business taxes cut, but he says it would ripple down uh, to all the rest of us because it would further stimulate job growth and that would have positive spinoffs for everybody. And, and of course, that's true if it occurs. Now, um, most of this is, is a business tax cut to the tune of $454 million, uh, which is uh, a, a substantial cut in, the, in, in commercial lease tax rates, okay? And he's also pitching um, a total elimination of the corporate sales tax. There's also a whole bunch of um, sales tax holidays, back to school, um, and uh, a tax-free shopping period for veterans, et cetera. Uh, so at any rate, uh, that that's what he's pitching. The good news is here in Florida, the Constitution mandates that the budget be balanced. This is exactly what needs to happen in Washington, and we need to get there or this country is not going to make it. We're $20-plus trillion in debt now. The CBO, Congressional Budget Office, nonpartisan, says we may be heading for $30 trillion. I think I said $20 billion a moment ago. I mean $20 trillion. And in Florida, you have to balance the budget. So the legislature is already reacting to Governor Scott, and they think they're going to find a way to trim this year's state budget anywhere from a billion to $2 billion. There's so much fat in the Florida budget, 70 bill plus, that they ought to be able to do that. And it needs to be done, and then they need to cut it again next year and the year after that, Yaffe. Well, yeah, and that's something that we've talked about on this show before. They've passed the biggest budgets in Florida's history. The so-called conservative-led legislature. Yeah, so I think there's plenty of room for cuts there. Absolutely right. By the way, um, we had Florida State Senator Greg Stube, while we're in the Florida file very briefly here, and I'm running out of time on this. I may have to bump this till tomorrow. Remember I told you he was was, uh, pitching this comprehensive open carry bill? Okay, for for licensed gun owners here, he's kind of wimped out on that. He doesn't want to go for the grand plan to essentially end gun-free zones in Florida. He wants to do it piecemeal. 
uh, and I have mixed feelings about that. I think he's looking at the uh, writing on the wall in the legislature and worried he can't get the big comprehensive uh, end gun-free zones plan passed. So take what you can get and do it piecemeal. That's our Florida file. If you want to react to the to the um, to the tax cut the governor is pitching, and also Florida Congressman Vern Buchanan saying, "Hey, Congress." No pay raises unless you balance the budget. Yaffe and I just think that's fantastic. We need to get him on the show. But I'd like your reaction to the Florida file findings from the Bud Man here this morning. 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. You know, I'm really bummed out on Mary Tyler Moore passing away at age 80. America's sweetheart. And, you know, and, and if, if, you're, if you're a little bit young to have remembered when she had these hit first-run shows on the Dick Van Dyke show, her role as his wife was just great, and, and then the Mary Tyler Moore show, which was so great that it spun off several other shows um, and, and really changed um, uh, the, the, the face of, of, of sitcoms on television, uh, I think you can find them on some of those um, those channels that, that that have the old shows, and it's really worth taking a look. It was great. The writing was terrific. She was great, and they called her the Ameri- America's sweetheart. Everybody loved her, and you know, and she she really gave herself up for causes like you know juvenile diabetes. She had uh, a type one diabetes that that blinded her by the end of her life. Yaffe, you said you saw her not too many years ago, um, right. as a guest star on a sitcom. Yeah, there was a sitcom that was out just a, just a couple of years ago. It was called Hot in Cleveland, and Betty White was one of the characters. So they brought her back, you know, as kind of a reunion kind of thing. Yeah, and she didn't look good in that. I think she she had actually gone blind by that point. Yeah, you could she tell couldn't, she couldn't see or couldn't see very much, and that's yeah. the ravages of of this type one diabetes, which is just a nightmare. Doctor Cronhouse on on what Mary Tyler Moore suffered with for so much of her life in terms of being a diabetic in our house call. That's coming up at um, 8.20 today. Oh, the pro-Yaffe movement knows no bounds. As a matter of fact, here on that score, Ben from Claremont. Go ahead, Ben. What's up? Well, Bud, I hate using the word politician, but after listening to Yaffe's last comment, I believe he, with you advising him, would make a fantastic representative of people. I mean that. I mean, I'm not blowing smoke here. Well, either you're, you're you're blowing smoke, but but <laughs> but 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 we like the smoke signals you're sending. It works what, for me. What comment was it that you liked uh, about the congressman's pay? Yeah, docking their pay, the percentage, the same percentage yeah. as the deficit. I I I think we should do that. I yeah. took it farther and cut their pay off till they did their job. But uh, you know, now let me ask you: though, Do we need? Does he need any prior experience at the local level or the state level, or do we send him right to Congress? Well. I don't know. He might want to wet his feet locally first, but uh, I think he could go straight to D.C. Well, you know what? I have really mixed emotions about this because I think he'd be great. He's a rock-solid conservative. We could use no, him. No, I would we not. Use him. Yeah, yeah. However, I can't imagine doing this show as complex as this show is without Yaffe at the controls, Ben. I'm not so sure I can, I can become his campaign manager, but thank you for the props. The pro-Yaffe movement. It's on fire, Mike. <laughs> I have to say, I, I looked up like how much congressmen get paid. I, w- I wouldn't mind that that salary. It's For like those a, of you who can't get it, yeah, about 170000 a year yeah. plus the big-time bennies, right? Jeez. Primetime Yaffe tonight. This is all part of the pro-Yaffe movement, right? <laughs> Aren't you on tonight? Yes, I am at 9 p.m. I think I'm going to talk. I wanted to do a show last week on Obamacare, and I couldn't do it because the whole Mark Heath Lloyd thing broke. So I might do a show tonight. On Obamacare and the latest on that, and 
why it's been a disaster and what should replace it and all that stuff. All right. Well, now, from Congressman Yaffe to the First oh, Lady of Good Morning Orlando, Deborah Roberts is back with news on a serious note of NASA's Day of Remembrance and putting liquor in grocery stores. The latest on that continuing controversy as we come to you on News Radio 1025 WFLA FM at AM 540. And, of course, nationwide on iHeartRadio. It's Good Morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedWrittenOffer.com. The Debmeister, alongside the Budman, with your news coming up here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you at the top of the 7 o'clock hour in the Thursday edition of the show as we bring you the very latest on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Bud. It is great to be back in our top stories this morning. Today is NASA's Day of Remembrance and putting liquor in the grocery store. We'll have the details in one minute. Trump's going to build a wall and crack down on immigration. We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Thursday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. NASA and the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Center are unveiling a tribute to three astronauts who lost their lives 50 years ago tomorrow. It's a way to commemorate the work they did in the early days of human spaceflight. Now, fast forward to this year, and someone who says he appreciates and admires all that early work. It's amazing what these early pioneers did in space exploration. And for whatever part it is that we're doing in that step of humans going to into another terrestrial body, we hope that we're, you know, doing our part to, you know, further the advance of our, our species uh, exploring the solar system in the, in the universe. That's astronaut Randy Bresnik, who will be heading to the International Space Station this year for a six-month tour of duty. For the astronauts' families, Apollo 1 is finally getting its due. The tragedy has long been overshadowed by the Challenger and Columbia shuttle accidents, but all three tragedies will be honored today at the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex which will host the annual NASA Day of Remembrance. And it's open to the public. Yes, it is, and it begins at 10 o'clock this morning. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In local news, Markeith Lloyd might never know freedom again, but one of those accused of helping him while on the run will soon be out of jail. Lakentia Smith-Lloyd is Lloyd's niece, and she was arrested during this month's manhunt for Lloyd after the shooting death of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. A judge yesterday significantly reduced Smith-Lloyd's bond to an amount she was able to pay, and she's in the process of being released, could be let out of jail at any moment. In the meantime, a routine check revealed something out of the ordinary, and now three inmates are back where they belong. Deputies during a perimeter check at the Lake County Jail yesterday found a broken window in a cell and bed sheets tied together in what looked like an escape attempt. Two convicted murderers and a third inmate who shared the cell were all found. Boy, I got to tell you, that's what we call a happy ending. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine the whew, that deputy did when he walked by and yeah. caught them before they escaped. Yeah, great job. State Senator Anatiri Flores has filed a bill in the Florida legislature to uh, get rid of a prohibition-era law that says grocery and big-box stores can sell beer and wine. Ah. But they have to have a separate store for whiskey, vodka, and other hard liquors. You can go online, you can get on an app, and you can order any type of liquor from your phone. Um, So why are we still in this um, antiquated era? 
That's bad news for standalone liquor stores because they'll face more competition from the big grocery chains. But Flores says government shouldn't be playing favorites. This is the third year in a row she's trying to get rid of that law. And finally, Doritos now come in a bag that knows when you've been drinking. What? Chip maker Frito-Lay is partnering with Mothers Against Drunk Driving and Uber to create what are called alcohol sensor bags. I'm trying to imagine how this works. I'll tell you how, bud. That's why I'm back. Ah, I knew there was a reason. <laughs> a sensor, For many, many reasons. A sensor at the top of the bag measures your breath. Okay. If you have alcohol on your breath, a steering wheel logo on the bag will light up red with the words, don't drink and dry. Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? That's amazing. The front also flash, uh, flashes an Uber code you can use to get a discount for your ride home. Now, if you haven't been drinking, the front of the bag will light up green. This is interesting, though. The bags are not being sold in stores, but Frito-Lay is giving out 25000 $10 Uber discounts to people who buy its chips between now and the Super Bowl on February 5th. So I don't know where the light-up bags are. I'll go find that out. But at least if you buy Doritos, they'll give you a $10 Uber discount. And for a lot of folks, that's enough to cover your ride home. Yeah. It's a lot less expensive than what it could be. Boy, I got to tell you, that's pretty innovative. You got to like that. Isn't it? That's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. WFLA News Time 707. Read about a man trapped in his truck for days after driving off a cliff. Online now at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Full Prescription Strength. Good morning, Orlando. Starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Yep, three hours of Deborah Roberts is what's prescribed here, and I'll be good to go all day long, and you will be as well. I hope you had a great vacation, Deb. I did. Yeah, look absolutely terrific, and it's wonderful to have you back. It is wonderful, but, you know, after a while, you just get spoiled with eight hours of sleep. You're like, nah, let's go back to only getting four. Yeah, <laughs> like the rest of us, right? Yeah, what is that? I don't I, know you know, that's about. what vacation is. When yeah. people say, well, where did you go? To bed? <laughs> so slept for a full night? <laughs> that's what I do. It's <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I think we all do in this line of work oh, doing absolutely. morning radio as wonderful as it is. Um, thanks to Alan Spector for covering while Deb was enjoying a well-deserved vacation. Always. Yeah, yep. appreciate it. And we're digging in right now. You heard Yaffe and we got Bryce at the controls. We're going to be taking calls on the hottest topic of the morning. As a matter of fact, we're getting into it all three hours. The biggest executive orders yet from President Donald Trump. Yep, he's paying off. He's going to get that wall built along the southern border. What do you think? And a crackdown on immigration, which he promised during the campaign as well. And he has set in motion with an executive order yesterday. Um, I'll, I like what I see here. As a matter of fact, I'm on fire about it. And I'll give you more details in a moment. And I want to know what you think, because we talked about it off the top here at 6 o'clock. And many of you were with us. 407-916-5400 is the number on the wall in the immigration executive orders on the third full workday for President Donald Trump. I want to know where you are on this. If you like it, you don't like it. What do you think all of this is going to actually get done? How are we going to pay for the wall? President a little bit murky on that, but I bet he will get that done as well, getting Mexico, as he's always pledged, to ultimately foot the bill. What do you think? 407-916-5400, our um, text line 23680. We're diving in. We'll have that in a moment, and along with an update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic in just two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
You remember when the mainstream media and the libs went crazy when Donald Trump said on the campaign trail, we're going to build a wall along the southern border with Mexico, and Mexico will pay for the wall. And I think there were a lot of skeptics who even voted for Donald Trump who says, well, I don't ultimately think that he's going to follow through on that. Well, here's what he said yesterday. The Secretary of Homeland Security, working with myself and my staff, will begin immediate construction of a border wall. President Trump said, steps are going to be taken immediately to plan, design, and construct a physical wall along the southern border. You know, we're not talking about this namby-pamby, you know, high-tech security or, uh, or border guards just standing in the open spaces hoping they can catch somebody. He says, we are going to achieve complete operational control of the southern border. The president of Mexico says, I'm not paying for that. But Trump says they will ultimately do it. There will be a reimbursement. We'll pay for it first, and then we'll get the money back from Mexico. He's still a little vague on that, but he says there's going to be a payment in some form, uh, perhaps a complicated form. And um, he says this is so much to the benefit of Mexico, this wall, uh, that they will ultimately want to pay for it. We'll have to see how that goes. His uh, immigration executive order cracks down on sanctuary cities. You know, these cities run by these libs like New York and Chicago and uh, San Francisco who harbor these illegal aliens and won't help the feds and ICE ferret them out and get them out of this country. He's going to pull the plug on a lot of their federal funding and strangle them. Okay, that's what Donald Trump wants to do there and force their hand by costing them serious federal funding if they do not comply. Um, he's employ- his enforcement priorities are going to be uh, deporting immigrants first who are involved in criminal activity and then continue from there. Um, he wants to create a deportation force, plans to do it. He's instructed the Department of Homeland Security to hire 5,000 additional Border Patrol agents, and he wants to add 10,000 immigration officers who are specifically trained to perform duties including interrogating, detaining, arresting, and searching for people believed to be non-citizens or non-nationals. This is pretty heavy-duty stuff. And it looks like today we may get an executive order limiting entry of refugees into this country from these predominantly Muslim countries in Africa and the Middle East where there is a significant presence of radical Islam and no way to tell who is who, okay? It looks like we're going to see something, it is reported, along the lines of blocking refugee admissions into the United States from Syria for four solid months, actually Syria indefinitely, and um, from several of these countries we just talked about here for at least four months, okay? Um, What else? And we're talking about Iraq, Syria, Iran, Sudan, Libya, Somalia, and Yemen. And uh, he says, you know what, for those in war-torn Syria, we're going to create safe zones where they can go and live. They don't have to leave their country. Uh, All of this stuff just pays off magnificently on campaign promises where the mainstream media just ripped Donald Trump from pillar to post, mocked him, derided him, said, well, there's no way you can do this. It's not going to happen. I don't care what he's saying. He's just blowing smoke. Well, he's blowing more than smoke. I'm telling you, this guy... This guy is on fire. 
407-916-5400. Your take on what went down yesterday with the wall on immigration and is to come on refugees from the pen of President Donald Trump. I like it. 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. I really want to know what you think. I think you have a pretty good idea of what I think. We'll find out what Yaffe thinks, too, along the way. He's always got something good to say. You know, I mean, we tried drafted him for Congress last hour, practically. Yaffe, what about it? It's going to build a wall, crack down on immigration, and, uh, you know, the executive orders are out there, and they are payoffs on campaign promises. Well, I think one of the biggest complaints about politicians usually is that they promise and don't deliver. After the election, they forget about mm-hmm. it. Um, Trump doesn't seem to be like that. He wants to deliver, and I- I'm happy to see it because, you know, walls work. So I-, I think it's great. Let's go to the phones. Pick up a call from uh, Betty, who's joining us from Volusia County. Welcome in from DeBerry, Betty. Good morning. It's from Tiberi's. I'm way, so sorry. Tiberi's, forgive me. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, we got, we got, we got yeah, Bryce. He doesn't screen every day. He does a great job. But, okay, from Tiberi's, go ahead, uh, yeah, Betty. Yeah, okay. But anyway, it's obvious that our new president was not spending the time after the election with his feet up and doing nothing. He's been doing his homework and getting prepared for these first few days. You don't put together all these executive orders that he's been signing overnight. They had him ready to go as soon as he took office. Never seen anything like this. I mean, no, you talk real. about hitting the ground running. This guy is like airborne at 35,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's a businessman. He knows how yeah. to get things done. That's and I'm the deal. so thrilled to see him doing it. Yeah, me too. I agree with you. And the early, and the early going here, I mean, I, I got to love this, you know, unless he shows me something to the contrary. Here's Rush and Alamon Springs on uh, the latest Trump executive orders. Russ, good morning to you. Good morning, bud. You know, I just, as a libertarian, I find it interesting that uh, limited government conservatives uh, are very excited about the expansion of executive power. And it seems like, you know, when you're in office, it's okay. When the Democrats are in office, it's not okay. How about this? It's never okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, One reason it's not okay with me with the Democrats, because what they think that they stand for and they try to advocate and ram through is ruinous to the country. I think most of the conservative stuff is good. I'm only going to be a fan of this if we if we do these things this president wants to do in a fiscally responsible way, you know, and not spend ourselves further into oblivion, but I'll ultimately, you know, pay for these projects by shrinking government and government spending. Now, you'll be okay if we can get that done or not. Hello. I'm sorry, I'll be, yeah, I'm sorry. You said I'll be okay. What now? If we cut spending and don't, well, yeah, and, I mean, and, and don't, and don't just further add to the, the deficit. The expansion of executive power happens under every president, and this is not okay for this to keep continuing on. I mean, I mean, y'all need to get on the libertarian train and stop with the big government conservatism. Man. It just it doesn't work. George W. Bush proved it. Thank you for your time, sir. All right. Thank you. Yaffe? Well, I was just going to say, um, it is it is worrisome when the expansion of executive power happens, but um, it's only, you know, executive orders are, it's constitutional. You know, he's not, none of these executive orders are beyond his constitutional power. He's doing what the executive branch does, running the executive branch, and his executive orders are like that. Now, Obama took executive orders to a new level and were unconstitutional executive orders, which the courts were actually saying. 
So if Trump goes too far with his executive orders, I will oppose it. But right now, he's just telling bureaucracies to do things, and that's a part of his job as president. You make great points. What's coming into the text line, buddy? Um, Well, bud, it's not Christmas anymore, but it seems like it is to a lot of people on the text line. One person says, Trump's doing great. Feels like Christmas never ended. Another person says, can't wait. Trump's the gift that keeps giving. We just got to pay for the presents. That's all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And within our budget, okay? Right. Ah, it is joining us. You know, Deborah Roberts brings us the news. My co-host and partner here in Good Morning Orlando, top and bottom of the hour. She is back and refreshed from a vacation and a very, very important story here locally as our fallen astronauts are being remembered. Yeah, they are. NASA's Kennedy Space Center will pay tribute to the crews of Apollo 1 and the space shuttles Challenger and Columbia as well as other NASA colleagues today, January 26th at the KSC Visitor Complex at 10 a.m. In advance of the agency's Day of Remembrance, NASA will hold its annual Day of Remembrance on Tuesday, January 31st. The day honors the astronauts whose lives have been lost in spaceflight-related events. It'll be broadcast on NASA TV. A reflang will follow the ceremony on site at the Space Mirror Memorial. The case, uh, the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex will provide flowers for visitors to place at the memorial. I think that's a, a nice a nice add-on that they do. Yeah, if you can possibly get out to the Cape this morning. All of this begins, am I correct, at 10 a.m.? 10 o'clock this mm-hmm. morning. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Florida man wearing a mop on his head is in a bucket. This is a story I've been waiting for because when you teased it, you know, I I sent it out there to everybody, but I'm thinking to myself, what in the world is this one yeah, about? Yeah, well, he's in a bucket full of trouble, bud. All right. Port St. Lucie police say 58-year-old James Field was wearing a mop on his head as a mask when he Uh went banging on a neighbor's door last week. No, it's not that bad. You'd think it would be worse if he's going to put a mop on his head. What, what, What would you go to your neighbor's house and ask for with a mop on your head? I have absolutely no idea. This guy just needed an egg. Okay. He's baking a cake. Not so bad. No. When the neighbor opened the door and didn't recognize or understand Fields, he closed and locked the door. (laughs) Fields was still baking a cake. So he continued knocking with the mop handle and threw in some doorbell ringing. Police say he terrorized the family. Fields explained he only went to a neighbor to get an egg to make a cake, but he didn't explain the mop. He was jailed on $9,000 bail. Or disturbing the peace. Wow. That's one expensive So the family cake. claimed that he terrorized them? He terrorized them wearing a mop on his head. I mean, I will say this. If if you go ask for an egg and they close a the door on you, you know, go go to the next neighbor maybe. I and, think. Or take, you know, get rid of the mop. That I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Take off the mop. Yeah. Put on a hey, smile. Hey, Fred, Fred, it's me. It's yeah. me. It's <laughs> out from next door. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, why didn't that happen? I don't know, but I have a feeling he wasn't baking a cake. He was baking brownies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and finally this morning, the doomsday clock might move closer to midnight today. Uh-oh. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists will update the symbolic clock today. It's been at three minutes to midnight the past two years. Now, that's the closest to world destruction 
The clock has been since 1984 during the Cold War. This is where they they gauge the the change in the nuclear annihilation threat, right? Exactly. Okay. The scientists will live stream the clock at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're not depressed enough, Gee, wisdom. Mean, just live stream the clock. <laughs> I feel like the clock never goes the other way. Does anyone else? Re- it always seems to get closer to annihilation. Yeah, it sure does. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? I remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, and I remember the height of the Cold War against the old Soviet Union. I'm sorry, I don't feel anything like the ominous threat that we all felt back in those days. I think you know, three minutes to midnight. God, I think they need to back this clock up a little bit. I really do. Maybe I'm naive, but that's the way I feel. No, I'm with you. You know, I mean, come on. At least make it quarter to the hour. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, plenty of time. There. Plenty of time. Is, yeah. is the clock worse than our terrorist colors, where we're like orange or yellow? Oh, we used to have that. Remember that? when Right after 9-11, we had, you know. Oh, code orange or yeah. red or yeah. Yes, we're under an orange alert. All I right, now what do I do? You know. <laughs> but the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists has maintained the doomsday clock since 1947. So we'll let you know what they decide to move the hour to and whether or not we should just Kiss it. Oh, three minutes to midnight, you know. I mean, doesn't sound like there's much hope, but I, I think I, I just think that's a little melodramatic, to be honest with you. They're moving it up. Good, great to have you with us. Thank you. So what are they moving it to, two minutes to midnight? I, I'm assuming it's going to be anything less than that, and I can't promise I'll be back in tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it's inevitable destruction. Come on. I, <laughs> I still have some uh, stuff in the dryer I got to take out. <laughs> oh, jeez, Deb. Great to have you back from vacation. Thank you. You it's look good great. To be you back. sound great. And we are good <laughs> to go, at least until the clock strikes midnight. Yeah, then, I, then all bets are off. Well, we're going to squeeze in a sound judgment game and give away a really oh, neat good. prize right now, okay? Coming up, if you want to play, there's only one way to play, and that's to be on the phone on the 50,000 watt front porch with a Bud Man now. Calling for sound judgment at 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400 as we pay tribute to legendary entertainer Mary Tyler Moore, who has passed away at age 80, as you know. Um, she is the focus of our sound judgment game this morning. So, Mary Tyler Moore fans, this is going to be an absolute softball. 407-916-5400 if you want to play sound judgment. And we'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming right up here in just two minutes. So uh, stick around, if you will, on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Well, we got our contestants who popped on the 50,000 watt front porch to play the sound judgment game. If one of them gets a wrong answer, the phone line opens up at 407 916 5400. We've got a brand new prize, a little bit different, something we have never offered before. But um, this is going to be a real family treasure. Let's talk about the prize, Bryce, shall we? All right, let's do it. You call now for a chance to win your copy of Greatest Landscapes, stunning photographs that inspire and astonish from National Geographic. It's available now in bookstores everywhere. From one majestic nature landscape to the next, this is an iconic collection of National Geographic's photography of the world's most beautiful locations. Paired with illuminating insights from celebrated photographers, this beautiful book weaves a vibrant tapestry of images that readers will turn to again and again. Gotta tell you, bud, I have this book. And when I drink my coffee in the morning, I'm always looking through it. Really, it's the quintessential tof- uh, coffee table book, right? I mean, the National Geographic Photography, there is nothing like it on Earth, and okay? It's a, it's a big book, too, so it's going to be a, a 
fill in a bunch of mornings. <laughs> oh, fantastic. It, is, it really is a great prize, okay? So here we go. Legendary entertainer Mary Tyler Moore, as we've been reporting, has passed away at the age of 80. Her top-rated Mary Tyler Moore show back in the 70s, I'll tell you, it was groundbreaking in so many ways. For one thing, Mary Tyler Moore's character then was a strong single woman working in a TV newsroom. And in the sound we're going to play now, she was fighting with her boss over an issue much in the news today, equal pay for women. Listen, then use your sound judgment to give me the name of Mary Tyler Moore's character in the Mary Tyler Moore show. I would like to know why the last associate producer before me made $50 a week more than I do. Oh, because he was a man. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Uh, mm -hmm. The only reason he was paid more than I am is because he was a man? Oh, sure. It has nothing to do with your work. Wait, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, because I, cause I really, I, I want to understand this. Uh, I'm doing as good a job as he did. Better. Better. <laughs> and I'm being paid less than he was because... You're a woman. Oh, man. <laughs> All the way back in the 70s. So give me the name of the character that Mary Tyler Moore played on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Are you ready? Line one, you're first up. Well, the character is Mary. Ah, oh, you got to give me the last name. Uh, Barnes? No. Thanks for trying. 407-916-5400. First and last name, and you're our winner. Let's go line two. Mary Richards. Say it again. Mary Richards. Yes, Mary Richards is right. Congratulations. You've won that fabulous National Geographic coffee table book. And please give me your first name, and I will congratulate you in a little note that we will send along with the book. If you will, what's your first name? Okay, thanks a lot. You know, I hate it. Don't mess up with the game. Don't play if you're not serious. Okay? You screw it up for everybody else. You know what? We ought to go back on the phones here and say, well, that's what we ought to do. I'm sorry. I'm just somebody. We want to give this away. I'm going to reward somebody here who doesn't want to screw up this uh, this game. I'm sorry. We get somebody in line one. Nope. We have anybody in line two? Let's go line two. Go ahead. What's the name? Mary Richard. Good. Somebody you really wanted to play the game and not mess it up for everybody else. We're going to give you that prize. Okay. And, uh, oh, wonderful. Yeah. What's your first name, please? Um, Patricia. Patricia. I love that name. Where are you from? Claremont. Outstanding. Beautiful part of Lake County. Don't go away, Patricia. I'm getting a little tight on time because of all of this nonsense here. But um, we will be sending you that book, and we're going to make the connection for you off air. You talk with Bryce, and we'll get her done, okay? That sounds great. Thank you so much. We're excited for you, hon, and congratulations. The Rush Morning Update coming up, and then uh, Trump executive orders on the wall and immigration. And one coming, I think, today on refugees. My take and yours in hour number three. We're here in News Radio 1025 WFLA FM and still on AM 540, and of course, nationwide on iHeartRadio. All of this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming down the pike starting in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
Great to have you with us on the Thursday edition of the show here. Good morning, Orlando. Coming to you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedOffer.com. And, of course, we're on News Radio 102.5 FM and uh, still on AM 540. And nationwide on iHeartRadio. Download that iHeartRadio app. You will absolutely love it. It's coming in on the text line there, Yaffe. Well, bud, a lot of people say Trump is a man of action, but we cannot forget that a lot of people think you're a man of action. Really? Yes. One person likes what you did uh, with the trivia just now when one person tried to ruin the game for everyone. You made an executive decision and let somebody else get the prize, and they thought that was a great move, just like President Trump. That's my executive order. Yes. And we were glad to give that book to somebody who really <laughs> wanted to play the game and win the game and win the prize, Patricia and Joy, that great coffee table book. That's terrific. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good morning, Orlando. And the top of the morning to you from all of us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Time for an 8 o'clock update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger, and we welcome back my partner, Deborah Roberts. Yeah, I'm back. And the top stories we're covering this hour. Today is NASA's Day of Remembrance, and the opioid crisis continues in Florida. We'll have the details in one minute. Taking your calls and text messages in reaction to President Trump's executive orders on the wall and immigration next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Thursday morning. It's 8.02 on News Radio 102.5. A relic from America's first space tragedy is finally going on display this week, 50 years after a fire on the launch pad killed three astronauts. The scorched Apollo 1 capsule remains locked away in storage, but NASA is offering visitors at the Kennedy Space Center a look at the most symbolic part. It's the hatch that trapped Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee in their burning spacecraft on January 27, 1967. The new exhibit opens Friday on the 50th anniversary, but NASA's Kennedy Space Center will pay tribute to the crews of Apollo 1 and the Space Shuttle's Challenger and Columbia at the KSC Visitor Complex at 10 a.m. today in advance of the agency's Day of Remembrance. NASA will actually hold its annual Day of Remembrance on Tuesday, January 31st. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Donald Trump is expected to turn back to the economy today. A White House official says Trump will sign a notice to Congress that he plans to start bilateral trade negotiations with most of the countries in the Trans-Pacific Partnership Pact. Trump has moved to pull the U.S. out of the 12-nation Pacific Rim Agreement, which he said would be damaging for American workers. Closer to home, Governor Rick Scott will be asking state lawmakers for $618 million in tax cuts this year. Most of the savings comes through elimination of the sales tax paid by businesses when they rent space. We're the only state in the country that taxes commercial leases. We have a sales tax on commercial leases. It's putting our small business at a competitive disadvantage. Most of the governor's tax cuts would go to business, but he's also supporting tax breaks on college textbooks and sales tax holidays for back-to-school shopping, disaster preparedness, and veterans. There was heroin in the 70s, cocaine in the 80s, and crack in the 90s. But Dr. Jim Hall at Nova Southeastern University says Florida's current addiction to opioids is the worst. After 33 years of tracking drug trends in the state of Florida, I can say this is truly the most rapidly rising and most critical drug crisis of our lifetime or the history of Florida. 
They don't have the official numbers for 2016 yet, but Hall says an average of 10 to 12 Floridians are being killed every day by heroin and other opioids. Meanwhile, a 32-year-old Florida panhandle fisherman faces life in prison after finding a bale of cocaine in the Gulf of Mexico and setting up a distribution network to sell the drugs. Now Thomas Breeding is warning others not to do what he did. In a letter to the News Herald, Breeding says the decision changed his life and made him aware of the dangers that can be found offshore. Sentencing is set for February 16th. Breeding could also be fined up to four and a quarter million dollars. Whoa. And finally, in China, Twitter is blocked, but fake tweets by at real Donald Trump are about to become the latest Internet sensation. They blocked Twitter over in China? I don't know if I yeah. knew that. That's interesting. Okay. And Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the that's the Chicoms for you. Yeah, right. exactly. Online users, however, are flocking to a new Chinese website that lets them generate images of fake tweets that look just like those sent by President Donald Trump's distinctive personal Twitter account. Oh, geez. The tweets, which often mimic Trump's tone and affinity for exclamation marks, are being shared on Chinese social networking sites to crack jokes, tout online goods and send Lunar New Year greetings. Well, they're okay with that over there. Because, yeah, exactly. you know, they're they're not too happy about some of the things Trump's saying about China right now. That's what's going on here, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know what? You can't make everybody happy. Absolutely true. <laughs> WFLA News Time 806 watches a train smashes a FedEx truck. Amazingly enough, no one was injured. Online now at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. And oh, yeah, with Deb's return, we are at full prescription strength here for our three hour duration this morning. It's nice to be with you again, Deb. Good to see you again as well, Bud. But it's time for me to go because Facebook Live is on. Oh, really? Well, we wouldn't want to miss that. When would the camera's we? on, I got to okay, go. Okay, everybody, right now, like us on Facebook, WFOA <laughs> Orlando, to see that Deb is back. Hurry up. Back, okay. Look what look, look she looks here. better than ever, which is hard to do because she looks marvelous, I tell you. Yeah, and absolutely. uh no no stop with that. What? Never mind. No, you no, she was check us on Facebook Live right now for the <laughs> Deb Meister, okay? She looks even better than she sounds, and boy does she sound great. Great to have you back, Deb Meister. Like us on Facebook at WFLA Orlando. She's heading back to the newsroom for an update, but she will return. The Bud Man and the Deb Meister with you this morning on Good Morning Orlando for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedWrittenOffer.com. And, of course, we're coming to you on News Radio 1025 FM and still on AM 540 and nationwide on iHeartRadio. Download the iHeartRadio app and you will love it. Okay, Trump's going to build the wall, cracking down on immigration, keeping those campaign promises my take and yours coming up at 407-916-5400, text line 23680, Yaffe at the controls, Bryce screening calls, and we are charging in to hour number three. We'll have that along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on Two Minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. A little tight in this segment, and I want to go to your phone calls and reaction to these two um, major executive orders from uh, President Trump on immigration and border security. 
um, paying off on his campaign promises he's going to build that wall along the southern border the entire way to achieve complete and operational control of the southern border. And he says he will have a plan for Mexico to pay for it, even though Mexican Mexico's president is screaming and saying he won't do that. We'll see. And also uh, another executive order substantially stepping up deportations, particularly of illegals in this country involved in criminal activity and lots of immigration enforcement cracking down on sanctuary cities by pulling the plug on a lot of their federal funding to get them to comply with federal law and with um, efforts by the feds to get the illegals out of their sanctuary cities. So that that's exactly where we are. And let's talk now about the wall and immigration executive orders from um, from Donald Trump, the new president of the United States. Michael from Claremont. Good morning. Good morning, Bud. How are you? The answer is uh, Mary Richards. Oh, thank you very much. From our sound judgment game, just a little late for the prize, but uh, oh, better well, late than never, were... Michael. <laughs> I thought you, thought you were issuing your own executive order. <laughs> we did that in the last hour. Go ahead. Hey, uh, picking up on what Yaffe said, um, and that libertarian that called earlier, executive orders um, apply to the executive branch. However, I've been paying close attention to these, and the executive orders that Trump is issuing, uh, he is uh, he's issuing executive orders on on laws that are already passed. The, the, the Congress has already passed the law to build the wall and appropriated money for it. Yeah, it goes all the way back into uh, 2006, updated in 2008. Well put uh, yeah. and absolutely right on that, Michael. Yeah, so, you know, th- those executive orders are pretty appropriate. And as far as uh, restricting visas from uh, terrorist states, uh, Title Eight of the U.S. Code is Immigration and Nationality, and, and uh, t- Section 1162 simply states that the president can uh, um, deny entry to any alien or class of aliens for such a time as he deems necessary. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's you know he's he's within this is his not a ad- constitutional issue. He's within his authority. You're you're a good man. Thank you. I and, like uh, I like he's like our head researcher now. Oh man, it's awesome. Here's Bob and Longwood weighing in on these new executive orders from President Donald Trump. How about it, Bob? Oh, uh, thank you, bud. Uh, yeah, uh, every you know uh, Trump is sticking to his guns, and I I feel same thing like this last person had says. The, everything was there already. The only thing Obama was against it. So Trump is only just overturning everything, and uh, which is great. He's sticking to his guns. He's not a liar. And there's one thing I got to say: uh, Reverend Jackson agrees with him about Chicago. Thank you, Reverend Jesse Jackson. All right, okay. There you are. I'm telling you what. You know what? Um, Rahm Emanuel better get his act together out there in Chicago. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. My heart doctor, as you know, from Lake Cardiology and my good friend as well. Doc, it's always great to have you with us for the house call on the 50,000-watt front porch. But it's a pleasure to be with you. Hard to say goodbye to Mary Tyler Moore. I asked you to comment on her passing from the standpoint of the health problems she dealt with for a good portion of her life. What can you tell us, Doc? Yes, Mary Tyler Moore. She developed pneumonia and then cardiopulmonary arrest this week. Uh, 
She passed away. She had a history of uh, type 1 diabetes and alcohol abuse. Diabetes, uh, bud, is a group of diseases that affect how your body uses blood sugar or glucose. Glucose is an important source of energy for the cells of the body. Type 1 and type 2 diabetes, she had type 1. That's the kind where your body just doesn't make uh, insulin or makes just not enough. It, what causes this is not really well understood. Some people think it's a virus that might attack the pancreas that makes the uh, blood sugar or an autoimmune problem where the body actually attacks itself, some sort of environmental or genetic issue. It's an area of active study. And then there's type 2 diabetes. That's the type that you get later in life as mm -hmm. opposed to a child where your body's actually making too much of it and it's just not sensitive to the insulin. This occurs mo most often when when we're obese and uh the problem with diabetes is it causes a lot of complications, usually across the 60,000 miles of circulation uh, that the body has. It can cause heart disease with early heart attacks, nerve damage, neuropathy that we're familiar with. And blindness, Kid as in the case of Mary exactly. Tyler Moore, right? Kidney damage, yeah. eye damage, sure. foot damage, Awful. skin conditions, hearing, hearing impairment, and even Alzheimer's disease. You know, you need to get tested for, uh, for diabetes because you have other research here. On, on, on what a killer diabetes is, Doc. Exactly, and the hemoglobin A1C blood test, which gives you an approximately three-month average of your blood sugar, that's the way to do it. You don't even have to fast for it anymore. Um, diabetes, this is out of PLOS1 journal. Mm -hmm. Just this week, ironically, causes 12% of deaths in America. That makes it the third leading cause of death after heart disease and cancer. The number of Americans with diabetes... Uh, Bud rose nearly 300% between 1980 and 2014 from 5.5 million in 1980 to almost a whopping 22 million in 2014. I think much of this is due to the obesity epidemic in America. Yeah, and then we're going to shift our attention in a moment or two to the issue of cancer deaths, and there's some breaking news there. But in the meantime, Doc, you know, a lot of women, when they get pregnant, they gain a lot of weight. You know, they're always complaining that they're too fat. And um, it, it, there's some interesting new research here on whether or not being overweight during pregnancy might pass that tendency on to your child as they grow. Exactly. PLOS Medicine Medical Journal this week. But being overweight or obese during pregnancy has been shown to cause the birth of heavier babies. However, it appears that it is the mother's genes, not pregnancy, BMI, which is connected with the obesity risk lifelong. And there's some new research in on, uh, on menopause, uh, which, which comes upon some women earlier than others. Exactly. Human Reproduction Medical Journal this week, but the risk of premature or early menopause is higher among women who began having menstrual periods at a young age and did not have children. Premature menopause is when periods naturally stop when the age of 40 occurs. Early mm -hmm. menopause is when the periods naturally stop when a woman is between 40 and 44 years old. Interesting there. Now let's go to the issue of research on cancer deaths. Um, there's some good news here, but there is some concerning news in your final two items, Doc. 
Exactly. Journal of the American Medical Association this week. But while cancer death rates have dropped 20% overall in America since 1980, high death rate persists in pockets throughout the country. Death rates differ dramatically between different types of cancers and certain regions saw great progress in reducing cancer deaths and others fell behind. So don't smoke. Watch the liver. No uh, cancer risk factors such as uh, smoking, diet, and obesity, among others, combined with poor prevention programs, may increase cancer cases. And what's going on with cervical cancer deaths, Doc? This is out of the medical journal. Cancer this week, the risk of dying from cervical cancer might be much higher than experts previously thought, and women are encouraged to continue recommended cancer screening. The American Cancer Society recommends the women begin cervical cancer screening at age 21 by having a pap test. Okay, got it. Doc, unbelievable. You really crammed a lot in here and a lot of important breaking health and medical news, and thanks for giving some attention to... uh, the health angle on the passing of Mary Tyler Moore. You're the best, Doc. Thank you so much, and have a great day with your staff and your patients at Lake Cardiology. Be well, bud. Thank you, my friend. Book an appointment where I go for my heart care. There's none better. Uh, Dr. Kronhaus, his office is 352-735-1400, 352-735-1400. Inquire about his amazing futuristic heart scan. We call it Bud Scan 2.0. It might save your life, and in all likelihood, your insurance will pick up the cost of it, depending on your circumstances. Doc's nationally syndicated on the radio. We carry his great show, Good Day Health with Dr. Ken, every Sunday afternoon at 2 here on WFLA. You need to check it out if you're not already a regular on that. So, um, today is NASA's Day of Remembrance, and the Bronx Zoo is launching an annual Name a Cockroach Valentine's event. Sounds bizarre. Deborah Roberts, who's back with us here, my co-host and partner on Good Morning Orlando will tell us all about that and bring us all the news at the bottom of the hour as we come to you from the Front Gate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedWrittenOffer.com here on News Radio 1025 WFLA FM and still on AM 540 and nationwide and iHeart Radio. Coming up now on 8:30 and Good Morning Orlando. Deborah Roberts is back with us from her vacation, looking refreshed and ready to go, and it's Uh, terrific to have you alongside the Bud Man. Thank you, Bud. It's good to be back. I'll tell you what, the phones have been on fire over the latest Trump executive orders on the wall and immigration. We've had more calls than we can handle, Deb. Yeah, we've got a call, in fact, from one of my favorite cities in Central Florida, Mount Dora. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Deborah. Yeah, you had a caller on before who was voicing a concern about... uh, criticism about liberals when they exercise executive power versus Donald Trump. I want to point out there's a huge difference there. Um, When conservatives uh, like Donald Trump exercise executive power, it's for enforcing laws on the books and enforcing constitutional mandates. And by the Constitution specifies uh, the federal government is in charge of domestic security and border control and immigration, and that's what he's doing. He's making us more safe, more secure. He's also reducing power and decentralizing it from places like the EPA so that he can take the shackles and burdens off businesses so they can grow and create jobs. Is it fair to say you is it fair to say because we got to get on to the news here, Tom, good call that you like what you see early on with the presidency of Donald Trump? 
I love it. And people who order mine, liberal bias, their, their control is to have more power and more funds transferred from those who work for a living to those who don't work for a living and to put more control on for control's sake. So Donald Trump is going to undo a lot of the prior regulations, which are unnecessary, frankly, unconstitutional and a burden to everybody personally and yep. business wise. Got to go, Tom. But thank you very much. You've had your say and we do appreciate it. Deb, what else is going on today? A very, very important somber day of remembrance. I know out on the Cape. Yeah, there's a, a lot of events actually taking place in the lead up to the uh, National Day of Remembrance for NASA. And that includes tomorrow when NASA will take the wraps off a special tribute to the astronauts of Apollo 1 who lost their lives in a launch pad test fire. NASA and the families of the Apollo 1 astronauts um, have talked over the last couple of years and um, really want their accomplishments and the sacrifices that were made uh, January 27, 1967, to be permanently honored with a tribute that is open to the public. For the astronauts' families, Apollo 1 is finally getting its due. If, if you heard Mike Curry, the NASA spokesman there, the tragedy has long been overshadowed by the Challenger and Columbia shuttle accidents, but it was the first space tragedy for NASA, three men burning alive on the launch pad. Oh, my goodness, yes. I'll never forget it. And the tribute is part of the Saturn V exhibit. Tomorrow is when the public can get its first look at it. it uh, tomorrow also marks the 50th anniversary of the accident that cost the crew their lives. The, the uh Kennedy Space Center, however, will pay tribute to the crews of Apollo 1 and the Space Shuttle Challenger and Columbia this morning during a ceremony in advance of NASA's Day of Remembrance. The ceremony this morning will kick off at 10 o'clock. And it's open to the public. If you can make it out to the Cape, you will be well rewarded in helping to pay tribute to our fallen astronauts. Which they deserve as much credit as anyone else. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Ah, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, ooh, just a couple of weeks away. Oh, you're right. I better get on the stick. Ooh. Well, people who don't want to say I love you with flowers have another option, bud. And what do we do? They can say it with a cockroach. Oh, lovely. The Bronx Zoo's annual Name a Roach event is crawling out for a sixth year. Jeez. <laughs> oh, people pay $10 and name a Madagascar hissing cockroach for someone they love. And if oh, you've those ever are seen nasty things. Nasty. They are bigger than a Mack truck. I'm telling you what. No. And they hiss at you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, or maybe someone you don't love. It happens online, and people anywhere in the world can download a certificate with the name they choose for their roach. It's just got romance written all over it, doesn't it? So from our friends up at the Bronx Zoo in New York, huh? Yeah, well, the money goes to the Wildlife Conservation Society, and but it's this is not a one-off. More than 11,000 people have ponied up 10 bucks each and named roaches since Name a Roach started in 2011. <laughs> well, and it's worthwhile. That's all yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it helps. Crazy. And finally, married people of the world, pay attention. Today is National Spouses Day. Hmm. Again, I better get on the stick. I, I missed say. that one, too. Uh-oh. Linda's going to be waiting. Oh, man. Oh, man. I hope she's sleeping in. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and whether you're married or not, this still could be a day worth celebrating. It is, after all, National Green Juice Day and National Peanut Brittle Day. Enjoy. I, th I thought you said it would be a day worth celebrating. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's really... Ugly, nasty-looking stuff, but on the heading of green juice, V8s come out with all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, and, and they have this—they have this like green vegetable juice that's really it? great, mixed with fruit juice. It looks like low tide at Coney Island. It's just <laughs> awful looking. 
but it tastes great. <laughs> a lot of green juices do. <laughs> they just don't look right. No, this one looks like swamp water, but it's just really good. Swamp water, that's good for you. Uh, it is? Swamp water is good for you? See? You should get a, a glass of green juice and some peanut brittle today, Mike, on, you know, while you're looking for your future spouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find her while I'm buying whatever this stuff is we're talking about. <laughs> Deb Meister, great to have you back from vacation. Thank you, bud. It's great awesome. to be back. All right, here we go. Joining me now, our sports director, Tom Morgan, and there's a lot going on, Tom, and the NFL is coming to Orlando. Yeah, a lot going on here this weekend. we got the Rolex 24. Jeff Gordon's back. He's going to be racing in that. Out of Daytona? Out of, yeah, starts Saturday. we got the Pro Bowl Sunday here at Camping World Stadium, 8 yeah. o'clock uh, Sunday. Now, some of the guys that you would really like to see won't be playing because of the Super Bowl. Yeah. A lot of the Falcons and Patriots won't be uh, in that game. but uh, yeah. A lot of other big stars in pro football. Oh, yeah. yeah I hope yeah. they get a good crowd out there. Yeah. Now, what about the Orlando Magic? The Magic, well, they've lost 11-14. Had an ugly loss against the Bulls uh, Tuesday night. But the way the playoffs in the NBA are structured, you don't have to have a great record to maybe sneak in? Yeah, they're five games out out of that final spot. But yeah. when I say that, bud, there's four or five other teams in front of them to get to the eighth spot. And they don't seem like they're getting into any kind of position to make a run. I mean, they have not made a run this year. Yeah, it's been you know, a tough season. They win a couple of games here, lose four or five, win a game here, lose a game there. Just no consistency whatsoever. But when you, um, when you take a look at college basketball here in the Sunshine State, Pretty impressive uh, news from Florida State and from the Gators. <sighs> Who expected this? Uh, FSU, they they beat Duke, they beat uh, Louisville. Yeah, I mean, uh, number six in the country. And so, what do they do last night? What they do? They get blown out at Georgia Tech. Oh, Unranked I'm sorry. Georgia I thought Tech. they stunned Georgia Tech. No. I'm looking at stunned it. It says at stunned Georgia at Tech. Georgia Tech. Ouch! Boy, seventy-eight fifty-six was Holy the final. Holy It was smokes. forty-one to fifteen at halftime. The heck how happened? does the team do that? I don't know. It's playing so great. And I can't how about explain Florida? it. Twenty-fifth ranked. They've lost two in a row. Yeah. They missed seventeen three-point shots against South Carolina. I remember you telling us that. They made nineteen last night Whoa. at LSU. They won one hundred six seventy-one here on one hundred two five last night. And they're nationally ranked. Well, they're twenty-fifth ranked, but they've been playing poorly. And then yeah. last night, out of the blue, nineteen threes bottom. It's it's craziness. It's yeah. wild. It's great, and we carry the games proudly here on your Gator flagship station, WFLA. And Tiger is back, and Tiger it's been Woods. a while since he's been in a PGA event, hasn't Boy, it? Boy, and you know that the viewership is really going to go up for the uh, Farmers uh, uh, Open this weekend. Yeah, uh, I'll be watching. In uh, Torrey Pines, and Tiger plays very well there. He's won eight tournaments at Torrey Pines. First PGA tournament since August of 2015. Well, so, we'll see what he's got. He's going to play several, yeah. I think, in uh, the next week or, yeah. or next month well, or so. Four of the next five. Yeah, cool. Four of the first five. Uh, he's off today. Hey, we have the matchups for the men and the women in the Australian Open in pro tennis and major star power. Serena and Venus in the women's final. How about that? That's been a while. Well, uh, they've done it uh, nine times, I believe, in Grand Slams yeah, where yeah, they've met in the yeah. final. Serena has a six, or this will be the ninth time. Serena leads six to two. And Roger Federer, the ageless one, uh, you know, going down at the end of his career. But how about that? He, he fend off a leg injury today. 
a five-setter with Voenka and won that semifinal match. He's going to play the winner of the Nadal-Dimitrov uh, match. Oh, I thought Nadal had already won it. Uh, That's interesting. No. I, I thought it was going to be Federer and Nadal, but then again, what did no. I know about Florida State? So don't even listen no, no, to what playing, I have to I, say. I believe they're playing today. Is no. that so? Yeah. All right. Well, and it's Sunday's terrific. Fi- Sunday is the final. Man, it is hard to keep up with here. There's and so you, much going on. Yeah. Thanks so a lot, Tom. Always welcome, a pleasure buddy. talking sports with our buddy and our sports director, Tom Morgan. What an incredible story out of a restaurant in Washington. i got to share this with you. As a black waitress, fresh from the land of the libs and the Washington Women's Protest March, serves three black Trump supporters and is really uncomfortable with that until she gets a massive tip. And it's changed completely how she feels about backers of the new president. It is a terrific story, and it is just ahead. Before we say goodbye and pay tribute to um, the passing of the great Mary Tyler Moore, I've got a great, great story out of Washington, D.C. In this divided nation, a unifying moment. Small story that's a big story. Would that this kind of thing in some fashion could happen all across the land in the months and the years ahead under the Trump presidency. Concerns a waitress at a Washington, D.C. restaurant by the name of Rosalind Harris. She had just taken part in the Women's March over the weekend, all right? All over the country, and she's in a Washington march, and um, she is black. And she comes back all emboldened and on fire for liberal causes. And then she winds up with a table of white guys from Texas who are in town to support President Trump. And she's no fan of President Trump. Well, one of the men complimented Rosalind, and and he was a dentist, and she said, boy, he said, you've got a fabulous smile. Well, she admittedly, she felt a little prejudice against these guys because they were white Trump supporters based on their conversation, and they admitted that they were in town in support of the president, and she had not supported the president. Well, she didn't know what was going to happen in the course of the meal and how things would go when they settled up the check. It turns out they owed $72.60, okay, for their food. They left Rosalind Harris, the black waitress, a $450 tip on a $72 bill and a note that said, we may come from different cultures and may disagree on certain issues, but if everyone would share their smile and kindness like your beautiful smile, Rosalind, our country will come together as one people, not race, not gender, just American, God bless. And uh, Harris said she was overwhelmed said you automatically assume if somebody supports Trump that they have ideas about you. But these guys were embracing, and uh, even more so than my liberal friends, and there was a real authenticity in our exchange. The waitress, Rosalind Harris, added that the message was a great reminder not to make assumptions and that many Americans want this country to come together regardless of politics. What a beautiful thing, Yaffe. What an absolutely beautiful story. Yeah, I love that story. And it's just it's so true. I mean, to think I mean, people forget, you know, 60 million people voted for Trump. You know, do we assume that 60 million people are all racist bigots? No, 
I mean, it's silly to assume that. Yeah. Yep. So it's a great story. Yep. We got a recap of the entire show and the podcast and Good Morning Orlando. Um, all you have to do is go to 1025wfla.com, click on the Good Morning Orlando tab at the top of the page. But before we go, we've got you in prime time tonight with your own show once again, Mike. Yes, and um, yeah, by the way, that story is on the recap as well. And yes, Good. I'm on tonight at 9 p.m. where I'm the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. And he'll be taking your calls and your texts right here the same way we do it on the 50,000-watt front porch in, in the morning. Um. The Bud Man and Deborah Roberts and uh, Yaffe and Bryce screening this morning. That's been uh, this edition of Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedWrittenOffer.com. You know, we're on News Radio 1025 WFLA FM, still on AM 540 and nationwide on iHeartRadio. Oh, we're going to miss Mary Tyler Moore, but those reruns will last forever. God bless you, sweetheart, and goodbye, everybody. <laughs> can turn the world on with her smile Who can take a nothing day And suddenly make it all seem worthwhile well,